Welcome to the first ever episode of Paracast, brought to you by Scottish Disability Sport. On today's episode, we'll be speaking to Maria Lyle. Maria is a Parasport athlete who competes in T35 sprint events. Since the age of 14, when she got classified and was able to compete, she's been right at the forefront of Scottish Parasport. And over the year, she has swooped medals at every event she's attended. We will talk about her experiences with travelling abroad at young ages, breaking world records at 14, and the struggle with mental health. All that and more on today's episode of Paracast. I just wanted to to ask to start off with how did you first discover um like para athletics as a as a whole um well my mum was the PE teacher at my primary school so I kind of got into my running through her um there was one I think I was in primary four and one of our lessons was the bleep test like the multi-stage fitness test and I really struggled um most of the time in school I tripped up all the time I struggled in the classroom and when I was told that this would be our lesson I wasn't I was very optimistic and my mum kindly said oh just get on with it you'll be fine um and that like that lesson was probably the first time I felt like a sense of achievement I managed to be one of the last people standing in the test and managed to complete it um so yeah that was a big sense of achievement I've never felt and I was like oh this could be something um I could be good at um so from then um my mum and dad would take me out for runs um and then I was taken along to the local running club um and I was compete like was able-bodied athlete um and it was fine at that stage because everyone was kind of around the same ability um so you probably couldn't tell as much like that how my disability would affect me compared to like the other athletes in their times um but my mum had done some research and I'd like learned a bit more about like para sport and specifically para athletics and she had taken me to some um para events in Scotland um and then from there I got picked up from um Scottish athletics and then um British athletics and I think from like the age of 11 I would be going up and down the country going to um camps with British athletics Scottish athletics but also competing um so that's kind of like where I found and discovered para sport and um it it, it sort of highlights uh, especially with the uh, with the bleep test story how good an athlete you were from such a young age because you grew up in a mainstream school so yeah so doing doing a bleep test against people your age who are who are fully able-bodied and still being able to to sort of show off um, the level that you were able to compete at must have um, a real indicator to to just what you were able to do. And then you were picked up at such a young age, which is good. Um, Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, because my mum and dad are quite sporty anyway, so I've probably had that in my jeans and stuff. And and they like to work out and exercise and stuff. So I was always kind of encouraged to do that. Um, I guess I just kind of needed a bit of a push to kind of realise that I could do something and I, I've got like something I was good at. Um, so no, um, my mum and dad have always, like they haven't wrapped me up in cotton wool. I've always been pushed to do the same as everyone else, um, which is quite good because I feel like if I was kind of kind of babied and stuff, then perhaps I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, and I mean, being being pushed at such a young age really helped with your overall success because 
you joined uh, Dunbar Running Club when you were nine, uh, and it sort of it, it took off from there, like you said. Um, what age were you picked up by um, Scottish athletics? I think I must have been about eleven or twelve. Um, and the big thing for me was um, I was too young to compete like at international level. Um, in para sport, um, you could only get internationally classified um, at the age of 14 and you needed that to be able to be selected to compete for GB at events. So it was a bit of a waiting game and it's kind of like you would see event like races and stuff. It's like, oh, I could have been there and stuff. But I think it was quite good to be have that time to wait because I don't know what I would have been like at such a young age, yeah. dealing with like quite a high performance place. Um, but it was good to still get that experience with being invited to camps and picked up by different organisations to kind of understand what it is like to be an athlete and for me to kind of see if that's something I want to do. Um, but also just to train and um, meet other people um, because I'm from a small town, so there's not a lot of disabled people. Um, so it's quite good to share experiences and kind of see other folk that are similar to me. And not only were you not able to compete at such a young age, but you're also breaking world records before you could uh, <laughs> get classified. So that was probably a bit of a, a bit of a killer back then as well. When you were 12, you were breaking yeah. world records and stuff and they couldn't go. No, yeah, it was a bit of a strange situation because, um, yeah, most people aren't in that um, scenario and stuff, but... Um, Mum and dad didn't allow me to get like big heads about it and I'm not like a I'm not a cocky person anyway, so I wouldn't I wouldn't like go and say, Oh yeah, I've broke a world record, this or that. I'm kind of I kind of just focus on myself and it was always like I'd always want to try and beat my time. Um but no, it, it is like it was a bit like, Oh, I wish I could go to the, the, these events and stuff, but um as I've said before, it's probably a blessing in disguise because you don't know how you would have acted or reacted. I mean, to like being in a high pressure scenario like a um like a world or Paralympic Games at such a young age. Yeah, it almost seems like a bit of a shame as well because um you couldn't get classified until you were fourteen, and then there was yeah. the, the London Paralympics in twenty twelve. So it almost seemed yeah. like the stars were ready to align for you to break world records in London. Yeah, you just you weren't able to get that qualification for a couple of years yet. No, it would have been. I think that would have been a great opportunity to be able to run that and probably a real a real career highlight. I know a lot of people the London 2012 Paralympics made it for like made a career for them and paved like other opportunities so it would have been nice but um at the same time I'm quite glad I didn't have that pressure um of competing at that because yeah at that time I'd never really competed at a big event before it was just kind of local competitions with like Dunbar Running Club and stuff so it's a complete complete different um scenario because I remember when uh when the it, it feels like the London Olympics and Paralympics, which is yesterday, but we're yeah. coming up on them being ten years ago, which is it's weird to think about. So uh, I I was glued to the television the entire time, and I remember the, the names that were coming up, people who I had never heard of and who a lot of people had never heard of before. So uh, while <laughs> a blessing in disguise, it but it must have yeah. uh, been a bit of a kicker, to, especially on on home turf as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Nice, but luckily. Yeah. That didn't stop you. And a couple of years later, you were flying off to Dubai to get classified and for your first ever competition as well. So Yeah, no, I remember that quite like 
quite clearly like it was quite a big deal um, and there's quite a lot you need to prepare for classification and um, like getting doctor examinations and stuff um, so I was quite lucky um, a doctor at the, the sick kids hospital in Edinburgh who was my doctor was like a, a specialist in neurological conditions for children so I had to like get they had some assessments we had to do so I had to get that and we're, we're quite prepared but we're also quite nervous because um I could get classified as I am as a 35 and be at the top or I could go as something else and probably wouldn't make a team so it was quite a big deal um and to get that classification sorted was a big weight off my shoulders but um to get that experience to race against other people who are similar to me um and like competing abroad was um that was a big deal and it was a good experience and learning opportunity to see like what it's like um but no I remember really clearly and yeah it was it was a good time but also uh, yeah a bit nervous going into it yeah it must have been pretty daunting I mean you were only 14 at this point and you were yeah flying off to Dubai for your first major competition so um how how did that actually feel were you like homesick or anything because at 14 I couldn't imagine going to Dubai no well yeah I'm not like I'm not rich or anything so <laughs> if I didn't have my running I probably would never have gone to Dubai um but um my mum came with me um which was quite good um but yeah I was a bit homesick because I don't like really leaving home anyway I'm I'm a very like home person so it was quite yeah you knew it was quite a daunting thing you were going to do and being so far away from home it was a big deal but um, I was quite lucky I had the support of my mum there um, to kind of help deal with it and, and going somewhere that's so different from home as well. That's another thing you have to cope with. Um, but no, I'm quite lucky I've had the opportunities I have to kind of travel and stuff and get used to that. Um, it kind of makes you grow up a lot more than you would have if I didn't have those opportunities. And uh, when you were at Dubai, <laughs> you you were met with great success um, when you were competing and you were actually able to, to beat your own PB when you were running in Dubai. Yeah. Um, it was uh-huh. the first major competition, you beat your PB again. Unfortunately, again, um, yeah. it was it was found out to be wind-assisted, um, yeah. which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, and, yeah. and until I found out and I was like that must have been a, a real killer I know you hear a lot of people like especially people are want, wanting to get qualifying times and stuff and you run really well but unfortunately it, the wind it's maybe just over the limit so you can I think the limit is the height like the most the wind assisted that you can have a run with it still counting it's like a plus two so you can yeah it's, it's annoying but um it's like you've still ran that time like your legs have still moved that quickly so it's like yeah it's just looking at it in a different way you still have run well and you still have run quickly um it's just unfortunate about the wind but um yeah it's just something you have to deal with especially in outdoor sport I suppose if you look at it as more of a you know that you can go that quick it's quite similar yeah to- to breaking the the world record in 2012 but not being able to count it's more of a, a personal thing it's like an inspirational thing instead of letting it set you back you were able to to take that and, and work with it yeah but that's how I've always thought about like my running I've never thought about world records and stuff it's always been about like something running personal best and stuff and just something that's personal to me 
it's not about trying to beat other folk and stuff, which kind of contradicts itself being like it's a competitive sport. But I'm um, honestly, I'm the least competitive person ever. Um, I'm just kind of, it's more about how I can improve myself. And first competition you would ever been to, you broke the your personal record with the wind assisted one gold in the 100 meters not only that you then did the exact same in the in the 200 meters too yeah to be honest I can actually remember (laughs) but yeah no because it felt like it's so long ago but yeah no it was it was a good time and obviously we didn't we didn't know what like which people I'd be up racing against and the level of competition was obviously completely different to what I'm used to. Um, but yeah, it was a really good experience just to learn like how to deal with like um a proper because like competitions a lot of like it's a lot of a mental kind of preparation goes into it and like um yeah it just it's just run completely different to a, a normal like a competition at home where you just rock up and run. It's a bit more serious, so I was quite lucky I got that experience. Um of that competition absolutely and that the two the 200 meters world record counted uh, which mm-hmm. was which was good um breaking <laughs> at such a young age uh and then later on that year you uh you had the bedford international open where you then set two world records for both of the distances <laughs> and this one wasn't wind assisted this one counted yeah no i remember that season like it was every time like i would run i was managing to beat my own time which is like great and it's like oh everything's great um obviously I was maybe a bit naive and thought oh yeah this would be the case every year um but like I was going to take that in a way um it's it's really nice to see like your training's paying off and stuff and there's a lot of like and from such a young age I sacrificed a lot and maybe didn't have a normal kind of teenage kind of life so it was quite good to see that all my hard work had paid off and just it's not really for me about breaking world records it's like that personal satisfaction that I've improved my performance absolutely and uh, especially at such a young age to to technically be breaking four world records for only three of them to count within the space of a year um and in fact to then continue to do it in Swansea which was your first big competition at the, the European Championships in Swansea um, yeah. must have been good too yeah no I remember um, getting like a phone call from the head coach saying I'd been selected for the Europeans which was um, amazing um, and like I remember getting like the GB kit sent to my house and I was like oh wow this is like brilliant I've never had like so much kit before and um, it was really nice and um, I was a bit nervous because um, I'd never been away with like a, like a team before uh, but I'd always been like away with my mum so it was kind of like the first time I'd been away like competing by myself um, so yeah it was a good experience and uh, when the double gold was great and um, like really kind of motivated me to keep up um, with my training and to try and um, target like world chance which would be the year later and then at the Rio Paralympic Games. Uh, it's I suppose it's it's a completely different environment to what you had ever been to before, especially with yeah. being it's it's a lot more official because it's it's an actual. The only things that you had been to before were sort of um, invitationals and, and stuff yeah. like that. This is actually like the European Championships. Apart from the Paralympic Games, this is the top top of of um of your sport. So at, at such a young age, it must have not really sank in like it would uh, at your age because you're fourteen. These <laughs> 
yeah they don't, they don't people at 14 don't usually experience stuff like this and all of a sudden you're you're going away for your country you're competing for your country you've got like you said you've got um all of the stuff turning up at your house it's the, the realization of the, the the situation ever set in for you um i don't i don't know because i feel like yeah i had to like kind of grow up quite quickly um because obviously i was having to be by myself and kind of staying away from home getting myself ready and stuff whereas I'd been quite used to like competing at Grangemouth at, like and like I'd be mucking around with my friends before like you'd go and do a race which was like like the 800 meters just a random race and it being like a laugh to something quite serious um, and like having that kind of adult responsibility like making sure like I got my kit ready um like making sure I have a breakfast, warming myself up and kind of getting myself ready um, to race. So it was like a good experience. But yeah, like it does make you have to grow up that you can't really be like a kid so in a way. Like you're in a team with like people who are like so much older than you and you're kind of expected to act the same. Um, so, you know, it's like it was a challenge, but um, like it was a good challenge. The, the responsibility is all of a sudden added on your shoulders as well um and especially being were you the youngest person on the team i think i was at the time yeah so yeah it was like a bit different because as i said before everyone was maybe like was quite a bit older than yeah and i think the set person who was like second youngest was like two years older than me um so yeah it was it was tough because like everyone's probably yeah a different stage of life to you and you probably didn't have much in common so like and I was remember being really nervous because I remember like watching these people and like the London 2012 Paralympic Games and now now I'm in a team with them it's a bit of a surreal moment and it's like yeah it was yeah it was hard but um no it was a good it was a good challenge to kind of just yeah grow up and get on with it yeah you be, you're being chucked in uh, almost into the deep end with people yeah who, exactly who you've watched and big names people who you've you've seen on the television and you've you've been inspired by and so have a lot of other people around the country um yeah. and all of a sudden you're, you're one of them at such a young age uh, and the people yeah. who you're used to being with all of a sudden aren't there was there anyone in the team who you thought sort of took over and was trying to like take responsibility for you and look after you and make sure you felt comfortable um no to be honest like most of the athletes it's very like athletes very individual so everyone was kind of doing their own preparation so yeah it was a bit like getting chucked in the deep end because I was kind of used to always having like a bit of support from my parents and stuff Um, obviously you had like you'd have someone designated like someone of like the team staff would keep an eye on like under 18s and vulnerable people and stuff so you'd always have someone making sure you're okay but it was pretty much kind of being by yourself and dealing with like pressures and stuff and I was all right at that stage but like in like other experiences I'll probably will mention soon like later on as years go on that is quite a lot to deal with as like a young person by themselves um but like at Swansea I was fine it was a bit daunting being away from everything I knew and kind of yeah being in this kind of growing up high pressure situation and de- dealing with it really well because you you ended up winning golds at Swansea um at which was your first major competition all of a sudden you're on the main stage and you're coming first 
breaking records again. And I've heard a, a story that after you won gold in Swansea, you were all of a sudden um, rushed off from the, the field and brought up. And then we're getting your first interview at the age of 14 on, on mainstream television in front of in front of big name presenters and stuff how how was that was that a bit almost like oh what's what's going on this is all happening so quickly yeah definitely because I obviously have been used to quite like chilled out competitions where you just like go off and do your own thing after races and stuff so to be at like because I'd never had that experience of people like media people wanting to come and speak to me and stuff and dealing with like a camera being put in your face as soon as you've run and stuff and getting your pictures taken it was a bit yeah it was a bit of a weird experience but yeah. it's good it's yeah you're like as you've said before chucked in the deep end and like we've had like we've had like a little bit of media training about how to kind of conduct yourself in interviews and stuff but um it's quite tough like your first time um, like you've just it doesn't matter if you've ran really well or really like not you've not run the best it's like it's still quite a, a surreal situation like you're having to like you're having people asking about your race and yeah it's a bit of a strange way thing but um no like I managed it okay um and it's like a bit weird to like then see your name on like a newspaper and on the tv and stuff whereas like before I've been kind of not knowing and I'm kind of used to that so yeah because you, you've won goals before but everything's very professional when you get to that stage um yeah yeah and I, I was I was actually going to ask had and you can you kind of answered the question but what did you get any media training ahead of ahead of the Swansea games I must have yeah um like we definitely got it like because as part of like our we get our world-class performance program we get media training each year um so yeah I can't exactly remember it back in time but I should have um yeah. but even still like you can have all this training and media training but it's still like if that's been your first situation or um that you've been asked for an interview after your race it's still going to be a bit daunting and stuff um but I guess it's just like kind of like the way I to kind of deal with it. it's just kind of explaining what happened and um being quite positive even when things maybe haven't been like the best and just kind of yeah that's how I deal with it obviously you're the person that's ran the race so you'll have the best knowledge of what's happened rather than someone else so yeah you know you're you know the topic you're speaking about so there shouldn't be too much to be stressed and worried about and kind of it's like forgetting that there's people watching at the other end of the camera or whatever you're just kind of concentrating on what you're saying and saying it as if you're speaking to somebody else. Yeah, um, and after, uh, after after doing so well at Swansea and being so successful at the European Championships, um, the next year uh, you then had the World Championships, which was from, you went from yeah. one stage to another stage to the top, to the very, very top of the World Championships. And um, all of a sudden you had competition. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the, the nature of Paralympic sport. It's like it's is you get new athletes all the time. Absolutely. Did you did you notice um, a difference in the way that you you were feeling when you realised that um, you had uh, a really good competitor in in Isis Holt when you got to the to the World Championships? Yeah, I remember when I first heard that my world records had been broken. It was a little bit disheartening. 
Um, and I think at that age, I had like so much kind of pressure on me. I'd been like was number one. I had this, this and that. And to kind of all get that taken away was quite a, a lot to deal with. Um, so it was quite a, a hard time. Um, like I said, I'm not like I'm not a competitive person at all. Um, and I, but so yeah, it was a bit disheartening um, having that all taken away. Um, but I, obviously I ran, I ran like a really good PB and stuff at the competition. Um, but like I just still wasn't very happy with myself. It, it was, it was a hard time, and that was probably the start of when things got a bit harder, and you noticed that you maybe a young person having to deal with all these pressures and maybe it was getting a bit too much. You managed to grab two silvers and then you got the, the gold and the relay as well. Yeah. Um, and again, at, at such a young age, it feels so weird to think that you had been to, to two major games and all of a sudden there were people coming who were who were younger than you somehow because yeah. you were still at such a young age and, and you were yeah. competitors who were younger than you. So uh, all did you find that hard not maybe hard to motivate yourself um but it was just all of a sudden that you all of the hard work that you would put in and now you had to to keep on putting in that hard work uh, exactly when things were starting to go to go really well yeah like I've always really enjoyed like training and stuff so I've never kind of lacked motivation to keep up the hard work but like yeah you have to be proper motivated to keep at it when things maybe don't go the way you want them to go and when you've got new competition and stuff and it's not obviously like at the time I wasn't very happy with my perform like performance even though I ran really well for myself Um, I was trying to make sure that that doesn't put you off and you're still like wanting to train and enjoying it Um, and I think like I sometimes maybe took it a bit too seriously and I think that was a downfall for me but um yeah I've never had like an issue with like not wanting to train I've always really liked training keeping fit um so I've been lucky in that respect but I've kind of I've struggled um like with how like seriously I take my training um because at the time I didn't know I was like a bit depressed and anxious and stuff and I kind of instead of to get away from all that I've just focus solely on my training and kind of isolate myself from other situations so it, it was a it was probably the start of quite a tough time for me you'd been used to being uh, to, to putting in all the hard work and then coming fast and then you were putting in all the hard work and you were you were just coming short of that and you were still beating your own pb so you were you were mm-hmm. getting better but there was still it was still the the end goal wasn't wasn't quite reached despite all of the hard work that you would put in from yeah such age. definitely um yeah it was quite tough like now looking at it, I'm like I'm like a completely different person to them but yeah I did take it to heart like um I don't know because I'm not like I'm not somebody who would be like oh I'm out to beat this person and stuff but it was almost like I would try like I put everything into it and my best wasn't quite enough and that's like a tough pill to swallow and it is really disheartening and then 
when you're that young it's quite hard to deal with when you're out by yourself with probably not a lot of support and especially with the with the uh, the world uh, the, the Paralympic Games sorry coming up the next year you were you were trying to to be able to make sure that you were as good as you possibly could be going into the biggest uh, competition that you could possibly be in at such a young age uh, and then and then it got to to Rio how was how did you find Rio because there's small championships that are far away in in places like Dubai and then you've mm-hmm. got the biggest uh, competition in the world yeah. and all of a sudden it's it's on the other side of the planet like how is that yeah I was weird like I've never like obviously I've said before I don't have loads of money so I've never been to all these places so yeah to travel to like South America and Rio it was actually it was a very chilled out like games like it didn't actually feel like a Paralympic Games to me I remember being told by people, yeah, um, nobody will be there to watch the Paralympic Games because, um, yeah, it's just you'll not get that because the Olympics had such like a low attendance rate. Um, So, yeah, Paralympics will be no one. But I actually remember, I think it was my 200 metres, it was my last event and it was like the stadium, there was loads of people in it. And that was my first time of actually racing in front of a crowd. And I was I was a bit weird, like it was it was cool, but I was like, I couldn't actually look up into the crowd because I thought then I would get a bit like a bit oh be a bit too much. So it was kinda of, it was like it was a really cool experience. And then I actually did a lap of honour at the end, even though we weren't meant to, but I was like, Oh, we'll never get that opportunity again. So I'll make the most of it. And it was really cool. And we had had all like the fans would come up and want to take photos of you and stuff. And I'd never had that before. Um, and I was given like a Brazilian flag and stuff. So by these like fans and stuff. So it was it was a really that was a really nice experience for me. Um, but yeah, it was very. It didn't seem like too like oh god, this is the Paralympics. It was quite a chilled one. Um, obviously that's I've only been to one Paralympic so I can't have much to compare it to but that was my experience of it and especially the, the realization of you went from just just running uh, in small little competitions then you had the interview and now you've got a, a full stadium and you're realizing that there's there's people that actually uh, are fans of you and are, are, are watching how you're doing and are following your success as an athlete was that weird to think uh, at such a young age that you had people following you uh, and being a, a fan of what you were doing and stuff yeah very strange because you're normally used to like doing that for other people rather than having that itself because I wasn't like a popular person at school I was quite quiet and kind of kept myself to myself so then to have that um I was very different for me but it was it was nice to know that people taken are taking an interest in what you're doing and want to know about it um so no it was it was cool but yeah very different um because you would normally expect that of like other athletes you've watched and like have seen competing and you like I like I know I don't really see myself as being at the same kind of pedestal as them at all but yeah it's a bit strange to kind of be considered like maybe along beside them um yeah yeah you were you were all of a sudden joining the club of the people who had inspired you at such a young age and inspired millions of people across the world and all of a sudden you were one of them that must have been a, a really like daunting experiences as well yeah like I don't yeah, like I don't even see myself to be uh, the same as them or 
yeah it's a bit weird to think that people have like watched me run and stuff because I'm so used to just being quiet and yeah keeping myself to myself and um not being like I wouldn't even think of myself as a big time athlete at all like I'm really down to earth so yeah it's really weird but no it's nice like it's good to have like people coming up to you and saying oh I've seen you run and like have people want to like as I've said like in Rio that people wanted to take a photo with you and you'd like you you didn't know like I didn't know who they were and stuff so it was it was cool did anybody like did any of your family members manage to get out to Rio when you were running or were you uh, um, watching from the tv at home my mum so we'd saved up for my mum to go and I remember she because it was only her herself so she was always like trying to go around like she'd never been to Brazil or anything so trying to go around that navigate Rio by herself was probably a bit of a challenge and not speaking the language but it was nice that I had like somebody there to support me um because it, it's it's hard because like um a lot of the people on the team are probably from a maybe a more of a wealthier background so they're like so I'm used to like having all the other people with lower family and stuff there maybe not having anyone there to watch me so it was quite nice to have like my mum there to support me at like probably the biggest competition that there is for me so um yeah it was really nice um I got to see her um after my race and stuff which was nice so your, your mum is, is she's traveling all over the world to to watch you uh, winning yeah. medals all over is you sound like you've got quite a close relationship with you yeah no I'm very close with my parents like, we've got a really good relationship but like, even when I was younger like I would just go out and runs with them and stuff and spend a lot of my time with them because I was quite like a like I still kind of am an anxious person but like at the time I would really kind of I think people wouldn't like me and stuff so I wouldn't have like I didn't like go out with people like in my like my peers and stuff from school so I would spend a lot of my time with my parents and my parents have always been very supportive we've all kind of got the similar interests and stuff keeping fit and training um so it's quite nice to have all that support and Mum and dad have always been a lot like very supportive of me and kind of watched out with me, especially with my cerebral palsy. But um, they've never like not treated me differently to everyone else. I've I've always been the same, like treated the same as my sister. Um, but no, it's really good. I've got that close relationship with my parents and especially my mum who got me into my running because um they've given up a lot of their time to take me to places and go and with my training and competition so and it's it's all managed to pay off as well because when you were at Rio you got three Paralympic medals uh two bronze yeah. one silver while you were there um again it's it almost feels as if that feels like it should be the pinnacle you've you've hit like three pinnacles and you're already uh, yeah. you're only you're only 16 so everything's coming at a rush all of a sudden you're in a full stadium standing on a, a podium with uh with a medal around your neck how did how did that feel? Was that quite a surreal moment? It was, but at the time I knew I like I felt I've not done my best and I was quite like I was quite unhappy and not satisfied. That was and that's probably like the start of where uh, mental health um issues were coming in there. Um and like I remember probably not enjoying the moment as much and can like now like I think oh you've won like three of medals like not everyone gets to do that 
and I kind of I was really hard on myself and I remember like after Rio you got to do like there's lots of opportunities to go and show off your medals go to different events and stuff and I'd said no I don't I don't deserve it um so I was really hard on myself so I didn't perhaps enjoy um the event as much like I didn't I was I didn't even go to the closing ceremony I was really not up for it at all um and yeah it's a really it's like a shame when you think about it now but like obviously I didn't know that um, I would like had these kind of like mental health issues but that was probably the start of it um so even yeah it's meant to be like a really happy time you've done this and that you're meant to celebrate but at the time honestly I wasn't like I didn't feel like that at all like from an outside perspective um looking in you're thinking oh you've you've won a medal you're at the Paralympics you've got a closing ceremony that must be that must be the peak but for someone who's actually put in all of the hard work uh to try to to get that gold and then fall short get bronze it's it's completely different uh people I definitely am not able to to relate to that because it's it's completely different when you're the person putting in the work and and all of a sudden yeah. it's fallen a little bit short. Yeah, it wasn't as if, like, they even went into the Paralympic Games knowing that I wasn't going to win, um, and that's probably what you shouldn't do. But um, it wasn't It wasn't that I didn't win. It was more, like, I was really hard on myself and, like, what times I was, I would always be fixated on what times I would run, and I didn't run the times I wanted to run, and that was, like, quite a big deal for me. Um, and it was, like, I think because I was quite unhappy in other aspects of my life like that's all I would focus on was my running and if I didn't really achieve there then it was like a bigger deal than it should probably be and yeah it's like if you were like like looking onto it now it's like you should be happy that um you've managed to get selected to go and compete firstly and then to manage to win not only one medal but three you should be really happy um with that and that's something I've learned now. So I'm, in a way, even though it maybe wasn't the most pleasant experience, I'm quite glad I've experienced it and done that because then it's led me to be a better person now and learn how to deal with stuff better. I think it highlights the the drive that it takes to be a top performing athlete, the amount that you need to sacrifice. And a lot of people um, will end up sacrificing their their time later into their teens but especially uh you started when you were 14 all of a sudden you're still competing yeah. you're 15 16 all the way up uh until now so that's missing out on on a large chunk of what a lot of people uh, take as like it's it's teens you're supposed to live your life mm-hmm. was there ever a point where you almost uh regretted sacrificing all that time or was it always worth it um I think I wasn't like I like I could have still done maybe not as much as everyone else but I could have still done like some socializing and stuff but because I was struggling with like anxiety and maybe a kind of like how people perceived me I almost used my running as a way to like kind of hide away from that and just focus on that um so then I didn't have to be in situations that would make me uncomfortable and make me anxious so in a way it was a bit of like a like a a, like a shield in a way to kind of protect me from that but um now looking on it I wish that maybe I did take a bit 
bike I wasn't so focused on it like I still like I still would have trained and everything but if I maybe just take taken a little bit of time to be a normal teenager and stuff but um obviously if I hadn't done my run I wouldn't have experienced the things I've had now um or I've had and I wouldn't have done the things or be in the position I am now it's like and it forces you to grow up completely like I think at like I think at 17 I was living away from home and doing lots of things for myself and traveling the country like the world by myself whereas most 17 year olds would be at home at school and probably have their parents or carers do a lot of things for themselves so um in a way I'm quite lucky I've had it but definitely reflecting on it now I should have taken a bit more time just to be Maria rather than Maria the athlete. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paracast. Special thanks to Maria Lyle for sharing her time and experiences with us. Brought to you by Scottish Disability Sport. Tune in next time for part two of our podcast with Maria as we continue where we left off.